Welcome to the Books, Beards, Booze podcast, where we drink booze, have beards, and talk books. Each episode, we tackle the best in news and brews, and then we do a deep dive on a free-to-read short story. So, why don't you come on in and join us? As always, I am Bob of Tales by Bob. I'm the ass of the podcast, Derek. And we're back. Yes, we are. We are back. Wow. You know, there was, there were some dark times there where I was like, are we going to find the gumption to really just get after this again? I mean, I felt like I was just waiting. Yeah. It was just, like, yeah. Well, let, let's, let's call it like it is. <laughs> it was really, when's Bob going to get off his ass and, and, <laughs> and get, and get, Dig the dig the gear out of the storage. Peak shed. podcasting, people. <laughs> Fucking peak. Yeah, no. Um, as you notice, there's only the dulcet tones of Derek and I. Yes. Um, Tanya uh, has outgrown us. Sadly, she's gotten a you know like a career type job and is going to grad school and. Yeah, because my moving. job's not a career type job. Well, but hers is her career type job is in another city. Yeah, well. <laughs> so, um, I, don't worry, I'm still your favorite hobo. Um, <laughs> but no, so she she moved on. She's got you know she's moving to another city um, that was just far enough away that driving down every so often just wasn't really practical. Like schedules are already hard enough to align when you know we all lived in the same town. Um, <laughs> Now, so, so Tanya has moved on, but we really, you know, like uh, the, the podcast is definitely going to be missing that little, that little panache, um, without her. So, uh, Tanya, if you, if you listen to this, we, you are missed. You will definitely be missed and we'll have to pull in guests from time to time to bounce off us and be absolute train wrecks. I've got one that I really hope we can get on the show. Well, that's the thing. I'm hoping that we can, uh. Uh, I don't know just the way our schedules are if we're going to be able to bring in a full-time third co-host right now. But in the short term, but we definitely are going to try and get Tanya on um, maybe for like the 200th episode or something like that. You know, just we're, we're, we're keeping our options open. Bring in some bring in some folks uh, to kind of be our third wheel and we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Some people that absolutely know how to read. Exactly. Absolutely. Every, every, every single would, one of them. We would never bring someone onto this no. podcast who is illiterate. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Um, the other thing is, uh, you may recall that we got uh, one episode into quote unquote <laughs> season four when COVID hit. So season four what it was is now season 3.5. <laughs> it's one episode and two updates long, and it will forever live in infamy as the season it never was. Hey, um, you know what? Just go ahead and, in your mind, pretend it happened. Yeah. And just imagine that all of our amazing plans, we did them perfectly, yeah. and you loved every second of it. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't know if you will recall, but we, we had a really good like layout plan. We, <laughs> we were going in deep, man. We had a lot of stuff going on. So... We've thrown all that away. <laughs> um, it's too late. We've come too far. Right. So what? What's your? What are you going to get from us in in the near to mid future? You're going to get guaranteed one episode a month, and it will be our short read episode. That we promise you, every month you're going to get one. You may get sporadic other episodes. We're not saying we're going to do them. We're not saying we're not. Um, we're just going to have to see where the, where the chips fall. Uh, right now the primary focus is getting consistent with at least one episode a month. We'll go from there. And then, you know, we'll, we'll see about, you know, expanding. But for now, the, it's probably gonna be the last Wednesday of every month. There will be a new episode to drop. So just, uh, so if you're hearing this, it was, uh, this is the July episode. July. And I don't so, know why I said it like that. Yeah. Well, you know, you gotta we gotta make up for the, Dude, the, the lack of panache. Know. Yeah. Um, so uh so yeah. And the other thing that we're doing a little bit different, in the past when we've done our short reads, uh, we've basically just done one story from a person and then moved on. And we decided that at least initially we're gonna try things a little different and we're gonna start doing some deeper dives into particular authors. So the first four months are all going to be stories by Robert Howard Conan. And then we're going to have a one-episode little palate cleanser. 
uh, with a Scott Lynch story. But it's still within the same theme, correct? I have read. I haven't read the story, but I have heard that it's somewhat sword and sorcery esque. Okay. Um, but it is. It is a heist. Okay. And we love a heist. So, um, I tried. I I really tried hard to find uh, some later authors uh, that write Conan, Conan yeah. but they are. There were none that were free to read anywhere on the internet, and you know us—we like to give it to where you can you can find it. Um, when we start wrapping up, we will give you some recommendations of you know other folks to check out. But um, and so I picked Conan, and then we don't know yet, but Derek gets the next pick. So we'll do four stories uh, from the author that he picks, with uh, a fifth story to kind of try and put a little bow on it, mm-hmm. and uh, then we'll just we're going to keep doing that for a while. We'll see see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, see if y'all like it. If you hate it, um, we we're open to tweaking things. But we're going to at least do uh, one run each with Conan, and then whatever Derek picks. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping this will be good for me because I always I don't mind the short reads, but I do like to kind of be able to do a little bit more when it comes to the character. And there's only yeah. so much character stuff you can do in a short story. So but I like I want a to be a series of short stories, right? But a series of short stories, I can kind of see some story progression or some yeah. character advancement and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking forward to. So yeah, so that's that's the that's what's going to happen. Uh, that's that's the the podcast business, as we'll say. But you know us, we don't we do more than just short reads on here. We like to we like to tackle the news. <laughs> um, and so I got I got us a little article here. Derek, are you a big TikToker? That's a that's a negative. Yeah. No, yeah. not 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 on the not on the talk. Not not so much. I get I get the the random TikTok what? from a good friend of ours. Yeah, who drops them in the group chat every so often. I, I get some get, sent yeah. to me directly. Yeah. About once a day. Maybe so sometimes I, more. I did. Uh, you know, it was quarantine. Everyone got on TikTok. That I was, did not. <laughs> um, I, I did. So I, I got on there and uh, quickly realized that I just don't give a fuck. Yeah. And. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, no, you know, no aspersions on, you know, the TikTokers out there. Uh, it just wasn't for me. Um, and honestly, the partly the reason it wasn't for me was I found I was kind of wasting a lot of time on there. Like, because it's so easy. They just feed you video after video after video. And uh, I don't know. So I, I still have an account. And thanks to this article, I might be bringing it back. Because oh Derek, did you know there's... Book talk? No. Okay, so get this. So about four years ago, Adam Silvera released a young adult science fiction novel, They Both Die at the End. Mm-hmm. And it, it landed a couple weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. Well, Cut Pan, August 2020. Uh, his publisher hits him up and is like, bruh, we, you've had a significant sales bump. Uh, and we don't really know why. And, uh, yeah, the book, out of nowhere, goes back to the top of the New York Times bestseller list. Oh, if you hear if you hear the dulcet tones of an annoying cat in the background. Ah, ow! Yeah, like, um, <laughs> sinking his claws was, into Derek. Um, the little bell on his collar. Um, annoying meows. He knows, he has an eerie knack for knowing when I'm doing something that involves a microphone and recording sound. And he likes to come out of hiding for that. Well, I say hiding. He was just napping under the bed. Um, so, yeah. So that's Parker. He's the office cat, and he's real annoying, but we love him. Go away. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, oh, my God. Oh, yes. Go under the chair. That's good. Fine. Go under the chair. Go, 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 go. Okay. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Turns out there's book talk. It's kind of like Bookstagram or BookTube. It's just folks that I don't know. What do you call it? talk? It's not tweeting. Is it talking? I don't know. Dude, it, folks who put out TikTok about videos books. about books, and uh, it's gotten to where it's having like real effect um, on a lot of these things. So like this guy, his book has been on the bestseller list since April. Um, because his book got popular on Book Talk, I don't even understand. Like, they can't be that long, right? Well, but that's kind of the appeal. Is you know, you just get a quick little one minute uh, 
review of the book, you know, just enough to tease you into, do you want to check it out or not? I guess. I don't, I don't know. It was just, I guess that would work. But it's well, just it, so, it, I mean, it, obviously it works. Yeah. So get this. It's so such a phenomenon now that almost all Barnes and Noble's locations have a book talk table or shelf where they put books that are popular on book talk right. on display. Like they're going all in on this, and it's it's working. Get this: videos with the hashtag book talk have been viewed a collective twelve point six billion times. Billion huh. with a B. Well, that's a lot. I mean, I, I just yeah. I, I mean that basically everyone on the planet basically would have to watch two book talk videos more or less. Like that's a fuck off lot. And wait, so how how frequent is that? Twelve point six billion. Yeah, how a month, a year, of um, collectively to date. Oh, okay. to date. That so, makes more sense. I was like, oh, yeah. No, but so yeah, so I don't know. That's that's neat, um, and it's kind of it kind of puts to lie like you know the whole oh no one's reading anymore. That's not correct. Lots of people are reading, and you think TikTok tends to a kind of a younger, um, younger, younger, younger demographic. demographic, and the fact that just a few folks you know posting on about books is like from out of nowhere causing these books to skyrocket back up the charts and like most of these like most of the ones you're talking about were um it was books that have been out for a number of years you know that like folks are just kind of like rediscovering or whatnot now some of them are new authors um the article was talking about how god i hate this cat (laughs) some of the uh some of this (laughs) wow wow i hate this cat <laughs> um for those who aren't in the podcast studio he has he went under the chair and i thought he was good he was going to hide under the chair but because Derek had scooted the chair up just a little bit to get closer to the microphone he realized that he could climb up the back of the chair so he's now on top of the chair his tail flicking Derek in the back of the head as he meows at the ceiling oh oh are we leaving now finally oh thank fucking god god i hate him um parker cat uh all a little office cat parker everyone yeah okay parkour yeah um okay so uh but yeah and so some of it it was talking about they are new authors that there there are authors that get on there that use it to kind of promote their own stuff like you know they start using the book tube uh, hashtag and people find them and like oh hey they've got a book let's go check it out i guess it would be all right to use that kind of like your one your your sales pitch like what's on the back of the book yeah kind of thing and from the little bit I read if you'll call recall past episodes where we've talked about the toxic cesspool that is Twitter books books book Twitter um, with like getting books canceled and oh, stuff like yeah. that um, this seems to be a more positive space than book twitter is what it seems like um at least the article i read didn't say anything about yeah so and you can't read an article about book twitter these days without someone being like this is a toxic cesspool (laughs) Uh, so but yeah okay so that's the news that's all the news i had had this time uh i just thought that was interesting and you know hey maybe maybe y'all will find you know you'll be on on booktube and you'll see the tales by bob uh, TikTok, talking about uh, talking about some of my books sometime maybe. Well, I mean, it makes sense. I feel like n- the more I think about it, it's like okay, it's a short, easily digestible. You can use random, more popular music in the background. Yeah, you, you put font up on the screen with information. I, I don't know. I yeah. feel like you probably do something that would be catchy yeah. there. But I just yeah. I don't know. I, I'm going to. I may. I didn't delete my account. I just deleted the app off my phone. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, maybe I'll. Maybe I'll install it just to check out. Just to check out Book Talk. I was about to say, if you want to do that, just uh, report back to us. Yeah, yeah. At a we'll, later date, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It'll be a couple months. Um, all right. So let's uh, let's slip into our general talk for a bit. Um, so obviously, um, there was a bit of a, and well, still ongoing uh, health kerfuffle worldwide 
um, which is why we've been on hiatus for so long, because um, of quarantine. Um, but you know what quarantine is good for is uh, is giving a little read, having a reading a book, perhaps. And Derek shakes his head. We'll get to it. We'll get to <laughs> it. Um, so we figured this time. Uh, I think next episode we'll probably talk more in general about more things that we read. But I just want to know, Derek, what was the best thing that you read during quarantine? So so we can go more in in depth about on the next episode, all of the, uh, the false starts yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the issues with reading for me during quarantine. Yeah. But, uh, the, one of the, the most notable things is I read a lot of manga. Yeah. You, me, you shifted. Manga. I'm trying to get used to manga. saying it correctly. Yeah. You really shifted hard. Hard. Well, you used to. I used to have many some. years ago. And then I... But it was never like a huge passion. You just had a couple that you read. Right, because like. I kind of I found a couple that I really enjoyed, and then I stuck with those. And then I couldn't figure out a good way to get recommendations. Yeah. But recently, because of... Uh... Have you have you tried Manga Talk? <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm just assuming there's probably a well, I mean, Manga Talk. There's... One of the podcasts that I listen to a lot now talks about manga a lot, and okay. the the people that are on the show have YouTube channels up towards anime, manga, and stuff okay. like that. Yeah. So I finally have you've always been really big in anime, right? And I've just, but I've just never had anyone to suggest things for me. And then yeah. I also am in a community now because we will really only them. have one other friend that really reads manga, really. Um, Lillian. Yeah, that's the only one I can think of, and yeah. she's recommended stuff too. Yeah, but... but and she's kind of a more recent friend in our in our friend circle. So. Right. So yeah, no, and I've read a couple that you gave mm-hmm. me over the years, but yeah, I've never that was really. Long. See, I've got some stuff now that. Yeah, we'll, we'll revisit this okay. at a later date. Yeah, but uh, all right. So what was the the best manga that the, you read? It's called Bakuman. Which was by, I'm, I wrote the names down, but I've decided to not even say them. Okay. Basically, it's the same creative team as did the anime and manga Death Note, uh, which is highly regarded in community for many different reasons. Mo- I, I, I wish I could tell you what those reasons are. All I know is it's supposed to be good because, much to my uh, shame, I have not actually seen or read it. I watched... Um... If you heard some weird noises, I just threw the cat out of the office. Um, <laughs> he said yeet as he flew through the air. Not really. I didn't throw him, but as much as I wanted to. Little bastard. Um, no, so I have... I watched the first few episodes of Death Note. Because mm-hmm. it's an intriguing premise. Um, right. But it didn't grip me. Mm-hmm. Um, I never enough to, started en- it. Enough to keep with it. And I, I definitely haven't read any of it. It's one of those that I know at some point I'm going to do. So, uh, but I have it in my back pocket. This is yeah. one of those, like, eventually I'm going to really be hard up for something to watch, and then we're going to go with that. Yeah. Because yeah. I know it's supposed to be good. Everybody well, you've says also gotten really, really into, like, keeping up with the seasons of anime right. more yeah. than you used to. Oh, far, far more. So you, you kind of more have your finger more on the pulse exactly. of what animes are coming out. So Correct. You don't really have the dry spells I don't. that you, you, I don't. you did. But, you know, there was a season... Honestly, at the very beginning of COVID, I probably should have watched it. Yeah. But I watched a whole bunch of other stuff that, to, to varying degrees of success when it comes to whether or not it was good. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, excuse me. Yeah. Um, but this is, Bakuman is by the same creative team. Okay. And, uh, Which surprises me because I know what this is about. Right. And it's about as far from Death Note as you could. Which is kind get. of the point. Uh, so basically, it's a, it's a manga about two. Uh, I think they when they start, they're in middle school. But basically, two young uh, authors deciding they want to become a, a manga writing duo. Yeah. And about them trying to make it in the business. So it's basically a manga about authors trying to become famous manga very meta it's but that kind of stuff can be if it's done well it's really fascinating and it's, um it's like that that's i've discovered through the past year or two i already kind of knew it but it this only really drove this home is like if i don't know about something but i'm kind of interested in it yeah. learning about that thing is the best yeah so i was already interested in the manga kind of scene but seeing 
basically the way this story works is it just follows them through the entire industry. Yeah. So it teaches you how it works, how they become, how do you become a professional? Yeah. How do you get assistance? I didn't know there were assistants, but of course there are assistants. So are they both writers, or was one an artist one's and the other? One's the artist and one's the, the, writer. the writer. Okay. Yeah. Um, if if you were like Derek, I have, a we- I have a weird recommendation for you. If you were like Derek and you really like learning a lot about weird little niche things, there is a subreddit called Hobby Drama, um, where it's basically just folks sharing drama within their various nerddoms, geekdoms, whatever. Um but the cool thing about it is you can't just go on there and be like, oh, hey, you know, there was some drama today in the Supernatural fandom. Because, spoiler, there's always of drama there in the Supernatural fandom. Um, you actually have to give a background. And especially on, like, uh, a lot of these things. Like, I've gotten really interested in robotics recently because there's a lot of drama in the BattleBots fandom kind of deal. And so it's like, but they sit there and really just go in depth and explain like how do battle bots work? You know, what's the history of all the seasons of the show? And how does the competitions get yeah. set up? And how does this? Work? And so that that is fascinating to me. And so even if you're not there for the drama, you could you could read basically half of these posts, like just and read still... read the background, and then you know they'll they'll be like, all right, so here's what you need to understand about our hobby. Now let me tell you what the drama was. Now that you understand the hobby, and it's it's fascinating that yeah that's kind of where i was on this because I, I knew the artist i knew the author i knew that they had written death note i knew that yeah. this was something i was vaguely interested in so i got the first one and the general story is that the the main character falls in love with a girl uh-huh. and basically they both have dreams so they don't want to become like be a couple because they're concerned that if they do they're going to get in each other's way and not be able yeah. to achieve their dreams so okay. they're like okay my the girl's dream is to become a voice actress. Yeah. His is to write a manga so successful that it becomes an anime. So oh. they're like, okay. So when you write an anime so successful that you or a manga so successful that you get an anime, I'll if uh, if I'm going to be a voice actress famous enough to get the heroine's yeah. role, and when that happens, we'll get married. I like it. So it's I got like this whole it. setup, yeah. and then it's about so there's added pressure of him trying to learn. Wanted to do this because he loves it, but also he's like, I really want to get with this girl yeah. that I've been, I've been in love with for years. Yeah. So it's got a whole bunch of layers, and then the the other art uh, off the the actual writer of the duo has his own story. And they meet a lot of different friends, and it goes all over the place. Yeah, it's great, very, very slice of life kind of. Kind but... of, but also, and the the thing that frustrates me the most yeah. is. They came up with so many good manga ideas oh. in this that I'm like, I want that anime or manga. Do you manga. think they'll ever make no, one of those? No, they won't because they've moved on and, do, and they've done another. So after this finished, because this went for 20 volumes and I've read all of it, um, they moved on and started a new project eventually called Platinum End, which is now also ended, okay. but it's more in the so, Death Note. Platinum Ended. Would be the correct. Yes, and actually, Platinum End uh, next season, the anime comes out. Okay. So, but uh, heard not great things about that, which I I didn't find out about that until I had the first three volumes of the. Well, uh, I I think really anything they do after this is not going to make you happy because (laughs) because of how how what a niche idea this was. And I I don't think they're going to be able to recapture that particular magic. Well, no, but the thing is, is they also. Like this has this is absolutely completely different than Death Note. Yeah. And it was really funny because like in the manga, they specifically talk about the fact that authors when they finish a sh- uh, finish one type of thing, it's really a good idea to go in the complete other direction. Because okay. you don't want to keep doing the same thing because your ideas are too similar. Yeah. And you'll just and that's part part of the not really a spoiler, but part of the thing is is so Death Note's a much darker mind game kind of yes. show yeah. the authors in this manga or manga that's what they're good at but as soon as they start doing it they have some success and they're like okay but we don't want to steer into that because that's kind of a niche yeah and there's only so many things you can do and we're if we're going for commercial success we got to go in a different direction yeah and then it's kind of them trying to decide how to make that work okay and it's 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 fascinating. Yeah. I loved it. I read all twenty volumes of it. I sped through it. Yeah, 
it's fantastic. Okay. All right. Um, well, I don't have anywhere near as much to say about my favorite <laughs> read. What was your favorite read? Okay, so to kind of to 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 wind it back a bit, I read uh, a couple of books by Naomi Novik. Um, I read. I know uh, that name from somewhere. Okay, so she wrote Spinning Silver, um, which is uh, good. It's very good. It's kind of a play on the Rumpelstiltskin uh-huh. kind of legend kind of deal which is my favorite legend. okay well then you you like it also kind of works in uh like medieval polish jewish kind of uh culture to it kind of deal like it's it's a fantasy realm but the the main character is very much that they're modeled on uh like judaic families kind of deal and it's just it's it's very much a uh young girl coming of age kind of deal having to take the reins of her family's deal and uh, as money lenders and it, it's neat it's done very well um really enjoyed it she also did uh what was the other one she wrote she wrote two standalone novels uh spinning silver was one and i cannot now for the life of me remember what the title of the other one was but it was really good as well despite the fact that i can't remember the 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 name of it um and so but what she's best known for or was best known for is uh the tremorary series oh right 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 it's the napoleonic wars retold with dragons got it yeah which i love what they call a flintlock fantasy um and I like dragons, and I like the Napoleonic Wars. It's a fascinating time, and so I I thought I was going to really, really, really love this. And the first <laughs> first three books came on sale as a bundle, and I got them. And uh, the first one was fantastic, and the next two were less so. Not because they were well, like they weren't. It's not because they were poorly written or anything. She's a very talented author. It's just. She was telling stories that I didn't want to read yeah. in this. Just wasn't this was not a story for you. Yeah. And so it it like you're basically you're here for the Napoleonic Wars and like without get, going into too many spoilers, book two and book three, you're not really in Europe. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um and so uh I didn't pick up any of the rest of the books. Um uh, just like I kind of read a little bit to see like like the back of the book kind of deal to see kind of how the rest of the books go and I was like you know what uh, this is I'm done here uh, and so I thought that was gonna be it for me for Naomi Novik not because I was you know done with her oh God she dared to write a tale that Bob didn't explicitly love um, but it was more that I'd kind of read through all her stuff more or less at that point um, but she has a new duology. Um, the first book is out. The second book comes out in September, I think. Oh my God. It was hands down. The first book is called A Deadly Education? Yes, A Deadly Education. And the duology is called the Sholomance books. Um, it's Harry Potter set in a high school in if, if Hogwarts was out actively trying to kill all of its students like uh and it's fantastic you know me i love a school story i mean there's very few things as enjoyable as a school story right so in this world um as you start getting your magic as like a teen you're incredibly vulnerable there's all these things out in the world that just love nothing more than to eat young wizards and so like outside of the school like the survival rate of teens is like um like 20 percent or something like that like it's tragic like they just get gobbled up all over the place um it's not really till you're grown enough that you can really kind of have enough mastery of your magic to keep yourself somewhat safe Mm -hmm. um but so the school it very much like going to this school okay it's like a you know like a 35% 35% chance that you'll die, but that's better than being out in the world, you know? Because um, this place is like such a magnet for these creatures that they weasel their way into the school and. Gotta constantly be vigilant. 
Yeah, but so this school was built with magic. And it's got all these bizarre quirks that are just, the world building is so well done. So, for example, you are, you need to learn languages to, so you can read more spell books, learn more spells. Well, so if you're in the library and you spend too long, look, there, so there are no teachers in this school. It's only students. All the teaching is done through magical means. So, uh, you, you're in the library and you, your eyes linger too long on a book in Sanskrit. The magic of the school assumes you want to learn Sanskrit. Uh Oh, and now whenever you go into like your language workshop, it starts giving you Sanskrit worksheets and will not let you progress until you have learned Sanskrit kind of deal. And so it's It's being helpful. Yes. But like, so you'll ask for like, um, like you, you get like a small bedroom and it's got like a portal to the nether kind of deal. And you can ask it like, Hey, give me, I need a spell book. Um, it'll only give you spells in languages that you in theory know, but in this example of the Sanskrit, you know, it might just start sending you all of your spell books in Sanskrit now. And you don't know Sanskrit well enough to learn the spells. So you, it can literally lead to your death. Like, because you can't learn the spells that you need to survive. It's fantastic. Um, kind of the instigating thing of why, why, why are we reading this year of the school is there's a, there's a kid who is like the archetypical hero type. Um, they're not the main character. Um, and they are like so good at killing monsters that more kids are surviving than ever. Um, and your main character is this like super antisocial girl and her being almost like an anti-hero and the hero are constantly like bumping into each other. And it's that friction is what you're reading while then other stuff unfolds. And it is fantastic. I wish, I wish the other book was already out because I, I would fucking love uh, to read it. When did you say, did you say? I think it's September. Um, I'm almost positive it's September. So, uh, but I, I want to say that that book uh, popped up on sale. Um, I think it's one of those books that sometimes pops up on sale for like Kindle. So just keep your eyes peeled, guys. If you see Sholomance by Naomi Novik, it is fucking fantastic. Yeah, I'll have to try that. But now that you've mentioned books that are going to be coming out soon yeah bruh jade oh, the, legacy yeah the third third jade I book i think it's in I, november so I, haven't, I haven't read the second of course you haven't because you hate me well no it's because i knew that well look if it was one of those deals like if this you're was, gonna have to reread the first one again well yeah because yeah. if it was like if it was rothfuss yes i would go ahead and like i went ahead and no, read i got this, you read the second book but i knew jade the third jade book would be coming out soon enough that i was like look i'm going to reread the first one i'm just going to read power read through all three of them in one go um, super excited for that, and I, I think I think it's a gorgeous book. It's blue. It looks so good. Yeah, I think my lady friend would really like it. So I'm because it's, it's amazing. I'm I, I'm I'm thinking I'm going to try and get her to read them. I'm so, so excited. So and I'm gonna I've read the first book. Yeah, well, so she read the she read the Shellomance book, uh, Deadly mm-hmm. a Deadly Class, and she fucking loved it. She uh, she went out. Because I, I read it on Kindle, but she got it, it uh, or maybe I bought it for her for her birthday or something like that, Christmas. But I got her a copy of it, or she got herself a copy. I can't remember now. Um, but she's already loaned it to her sister, um, trying to get all her friends to read it. Like, it's it's real good. Real good. So, yeah. So, we'll just kind of leave it there. Like, best thing I read was A Deadly Class, Naomi Novik. Best thing you read was... Was Digimon, how, <laughs> Bakuman, uh, and who? who uh, you didn't want to say who? Well, it was I'll by. say uh, Sugumi Oba and Takeshi Obata. Okay, yeah. so yeah, um, spelled like it sounds. Yeah, and uh, so all right, Derek, we have a short read. Yes, we month. do. I'm very excited. Okay, so we decided Conan. Well, I, I kind of picked well, Conan. Bob decided Conan. Conan okay, yeah. let's hold on. Yeah. Bef- do you have like something on Conan or the author or anything? I, I do have a okay. slight little bit. I'm okay. just, uh, I'm not going super in, in depth here. Here's kind of what you need to know. He's a Texas boy. 
um, died at the age of 30 from suicide um, because he, from what I gather, very much kind of a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was dying. It, she slipped into a coma. She wasn't expected to wake up. He found that out. He went outside and killed himself. God um, damn. Yeah, no, he he was not having it. Um, That's too... Oh, man, so, think about how much more... Oh, God, yeah. that makes me so, so he was mad. 30. He died at the age of 30. Um, so his works were never collected in his lifetime. Um, they were published in, like, weird tales and adventure tales and whatnot. What um, year did he end up dying? Do you have that? Uh, no, not off. Um, but he died before... Before Lovecraft. he had any... Like, any people even knew... No, he so he was fairly okay. popular. Um, he was actually, I think I read somewhere where he was the highest. He lived in a small town in Texas, but even though during the depression and a lot of these places were going under, he was like the highest paid person in his town. Wow! Um, just from getting these pulp stories published. He, oh, excuse me. He did a lot more than just Conan. He also created Call the Conqueror. Um, oh yeah. He created Solomon Kane. Right. We're going in order of the likelihood of you heard of these. Yeah. Um, Sailor Steve Costigan. Didn't know that one. Brad McMorn. No. Okay. So Brad McMorn is uh, kind of a Pictish Conan kind of uh-huh. deal. Like, and then Call the Conqueror, obviously, yeah. no. So um, actually, I think the first Conan story was originally a Call the Conqueror story that got rejected and he rewrote it. Um, and so, uh, and then it got, got accepted. So he, he comes up with Conan, um, but he was actually part of the Lovecraft circle. Right. He, I, I did know that. He wrote a letter uh, to H.P. Lovecraft. Or he wrote a letter to Weird Tales gushing over Rats in the Walls, which to me is still my favorite H.P. Lovecraft short story. So the man had good taste. Um, and they passed it on to H.P. Lovecraft, and he so he just started... He added him to his pen pal, his pen pal, right? Writing circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and it's not quite as prevalent in the story that we read to, for this episode, but there are some very, like some of the, I could see it. Some of the Conan stuff works in like a lot of Lovecrafting elements. And it, it, some stories, it's a lot more prevalent. Um, but yeah, so, uh, basically he more or less created the sword and sorcery subgenre. Um, which I read that Stephen King hates. I don't like Stephen King though. That's, so fair. that's fine. That's fair. Um, but while I was doing my, my research for this, I was like, oh, Stephen King wrote like they got him to write a review of a guy who wrote a bunch of reviews of like something, and uh, he was like, yeah, uh, fuck, fuck sword and sorcery. Basically. He's a pretentious prick. I don't care. That's fair. That's fair. Um. So yeah, so that's kind of the background of 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 Howard. Uh, he just wrote a shit ton of stories and sent them out to magazines, and they published them, and he made some money, and then he killed himself. Oof, that's tough. So I'm gonna go ahead and blow you up right quick, Mister. Yeah. Okay, so so we're we're do behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, we're doing two episodes back to back today. Yep. And uh, I was told, hey Derek, read these two short stories. Don't worry, they're not long. It's a quick read. Motherfucker. <laughs> the two short stories put together. First of all, when I pull them up, they got fucking chapters, Bob. Yes. Short stories ain't got chapters when they short. <laughs> I pulled them, The two of them together were like 22,000 words. Really? Yes. Huh. And I was like, I just started reading. I was like, well, I've got to be getting close. But So I was reading it on my paper white. Yeah. And I'm just, it's like 23 minutes until you're done with this chapter. 23 minutes until you're done with this chapter. 23 minutes until you're done with this chapter. I'm like, okay, what the fuck? <laughs> so I, fu- I finished it, and I was like, this took me an hour and a half. Yeah. What the hell? So I went and looked up how long it was, and I was like, this, he fucking, li-. I just wanted to mess with him about that, because that, that shit made me that's laugh fair. so hard. I was like, this, I was concerned I wasn't going to get it done by yeah. the time you, you, we were ready to record. Yeah. And I was like, uh-oh. Yeah, no, no. It, it didn't seem that long. That long, <laughs> not not until you're like, well, I'm really tired when I get home. Let, yeah. me, let me finish them in the morning, and then yeah, yeah. No, all right. So let's 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 dive in. The first story is the Tower of the Elephant. If you haven't had a chance to read, go to our website, booksbeardsbooze.com, and you can. There's a link to where you can go to read this story for free. For free. Um. So go give it a read. Um. Hopefully you've already read it. Um. But yeah. So. The Tower of the Elephant, Derek. 
So this is the second Conan short story I've read. Okay. Well, do you remember the first one? Whatever the first one was in the uh, anthology anthology that okay. I have. So this story was. was not one of the first ones he wrote. Uh-huh. But, so I picked these stories, and it was really hard to pick these stories. The, I assume the, you picked them for a reason. I did. Cause I, and I picked them, and they we're reading them in order. To chronologically, cr- I assume? Uh, yes, chronologically. not In the story, not when yes, it was written. Yes, we're yeah. reading them by internal. Narratively. Yes. Yeah. So that we can see his growth. So, while the Tower of the Elephant was one of the later stories written, it takes place very early, early in his career. In his career, yeah. So, um, this is in his early days of, of of thieving. He's still a young buck, just more or less kind of just come down out of the mountains, and uh, doing his thing. So, just uh, gen- general thoughts. Yeah. God, I love this. This is so it's much fun, fun, right? Yeah. Right. I had a blast. It's with this. unapologetic. Dude, do what you do and do it well. Yeah. Just just yeah, go it's, in. It's very pulpy. It is quintessential pulp fantasy. Yeah. But it's it's he's arguably about the best pulp fantasy writer. Or at least of that, I'm, of that I generation. mean, can we just oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. There's I got I got just It was a blast. It's a blast to read. And that that's that's the, to me that's the appeal of pulp. Mm-hmm. It's not the best written stuff, I but it's fun. I love the way it's written. Now, so and you can see a little bit of... Uh, there are some weird stuff yeah. that I obviously don't well, like. But. I'm not going to say purple prose, but sometimes he gets a little, maybe a little... Like the intro was just so flavorful, just like really giving you the feel for this... Um, set the scene. Set the scene um, of this, you know, dingy, Zamorian... Uh, basically thieves quarter yeah kind of deal and it was great yeah it was so good like i just wanted like but that's what you need to do like you can't just say oh hey we're in a seedy tavern i was like yeah or or yeah you could talk about the fact that the guards have been paid to ignore everyone killing each other inside yeah yeah no and just the 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 way that he's uncomfortable with like everyone laughing at him and then I I like it because and then the light goes out and then and he then just so, straight kills that guy. Yeah, I was about to say yeah I I really like that because I don't know much about Conan at this yeah. point, but it was interesting to see him not confident in yeah. certain aspects, despite He's being very um, confident in his physical. Right, he's like oh fuck yeah I can climb it, that. Exactly. Well, but socially he's like. Why is why why are you laughing? Are you this laughing? makes me feel weird. See yeah. that was see I don't know enough about him. I didn't know if he was the stereotypical barbarian, where it's like oh you he, rage. So like, I don't I can't remember if this was mentioned in the next story or whatnot. But he basically at the age of fifteen, mm-hmm. he all right, so he was born on a battlefield. Father was a blacksmith. They're Sumerians, which are vaguely based on Celts, kind of sorta. Okay. It's kind of. Uh, Howard really kind of leans into historical groups to kind of give flavor. Right. Yeah. So that's why I mean, one of them uh, they they mentioned oh that's well no, story, well but. so like they a common and he's pretty consistent so like people from Shem he refers to them as hook nosed um, and they always have like blue black beards and stuff mm-hmm. like that and um, so like there 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 are regions that are like. The, very Analogous, Egyptian style. Kinda, yeah. um, Shem is kind of Arabic. Okay, yeah, that uh, makes sense. Um, it had been so long since I've read read any of these. I thought he so he, Tower of the Elephant in the Room. Um, uh, he was a little racist. Um, he got from what I've read, he was very racist when he was younger, but he kind of grew out of that. Um, but he was a to not to. Not to forgive that, but to counter that, he was a, he was actually like almost like a proto feminist. He really liked, I guess, uh, he he tries to work in like strong women characters a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, was, I definitely noticed that, but uh, I <laughs> and, and the, in the next episode we'll kind of go more into that aspect. So, Elephant in the Room, he kind of was a little racist, and he steers heavily into some of the racial tropes that, of the time. Well, that was my thing, was I couldn't tell if he was... 
Well, so like with the hook nose thing, that used to be very commonly referenced to Jewish people. Like right, that. but my thing was I couldn't the way I looked at it because I wasn't entirely sure it was analogous to modern day stuff. In yeah. my head, I looked at it like D and D. Yeah, where it's like okay, these group of people tend to have these trends of traits. So yeah. in my head, it made sense. It was like oh. It's so sword and sorcery. We're just steering into that, yeah. so everybody yeah, has it's, these it's, this special story, traits. It's not really that prevalent in this story. It's yeah. more prevalent in the next story. But the whole the Hy- Hyborian Age is what this is called. Mm-hmm. Him and Lovecraft both really steer into this whole um, how to like that races can devolve. You know, some and just the nature that some races are inherently better than others and stuff like that. And it Howard was not. Lovecraft, Lovecraft fucking steers into that hard. But Howard, he's no saint by any means in this regard. But he, uh, I think he was turning out stories so quick that he just kind of needed a shorthand. And it's like, hey, these people are Arabic, you know? And it it works. Yeah. Um, he, I, I, and like I said, the other thing I read was he was very racist younger. Shocker, 19... 19- 30s Texas, someone being racist, um, but that as he got older and like started like really widening his circle, he he moved past that to a large degree. So, um, but yeah, so uh, uh, back to the story. Right. <laughs> um, I just like I loved how he's just like you know what, I'm a badass. What do you mean no one's tried to steal this jewel? I'm gonna go steal this fucking. I'm gonna go steal this fucking jewel. And I also liked how he's like man, there's all these gems here. Why don't we just take these? But the other thief was like, no, no. If we go get the other one, then we can have them all. I feel like if Conan had been left to his own devices, he probably would have been like, oh, he'd okay. Got, he got up to the top and been like, well, I'm just going to fucking take these. Yeah, yeah. But to me, the best part of all this is he goes through all this work and walks away with nothing. Got, cow- <laughs> got Cowboy Bebopped. Yeah. Just that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I was reading, I was like, he ain't coming out of this with nothing. Yeah, I just know it. Nothing. I don't know how. Yeah, I know he's not. Yeah, no. And it it was, it was neat. It, it was a neat twist, like the the, because it had been a long time that I read the story. But my vague memory was like, oh, doesn't he just like go in this tower and just like walk straight into the bad guy, and then like. So I was kind of reading it, expecting that to happen. I was like, oh, man, I totally forgot about this whole, like, dealing with a eldritch being kind of deal. Which is and, like, and saving the his, coolest. Or, so, yeah. Yeah. Look. Look. <laughs> with, 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 with elephant. An elephant head. And I love how he's like, I don't, I don't know. He, he doesn't know what an elephant looks like. No, but that's what they, he yeah, knows. He, I heard it was the Shen people described yeah. them as. Yeah. So I think that's an elephant. Yeah. But, no, I love that. The, the general idea of, so, in this, the idea of having these, like, otherworldly cosmic beings in this sword and sorcery setting is the coolest fucking thing yeah. ever. I love it so <laughs> much, I cannot explain. Yeah. Like, it's so much fun. It's so cool. Yeah. There's this... To me, I think that's what really makes it kind of, like pop like that's the otherwise it's just guys running around with swords right you know? which is all well and good yeah but, but there's this mysterious other side of things. yeah uh, yeah it's the source the sorcery side of it just like you know hey he, he turns people into spiders you know just hey, turn into a spider and step on them you see, know it's not even <laughs> it's not even just oh the sorcery involved there's cosmic sorcery yeah. involved yeah. Like, what does that even... I mean, this dude talking <laughs> about flying through space... Yeah. ...with wings that wilted and fell off his shoulders when he came into the atmosphere. It's yeah. Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> right? Um, and just how timeless they are. Like, and it, like, hey, we're not immortal, but uh, we're just really long-lived. And, you know, I'm just the last one, and I'm just, I'm, just, I'm over it, you know? Well, we've been tortured. Cut, yeah, cut out my heart, bruh. Bruh. Cut out my heart. That's the thing. It's like he'd been tortured <laughs> yeah. for 300 years. He'd held out. He was maimed and mutilated. And he's like, bro, I just want to die, but also fuck that guy. So yeah. here's what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to fuck him in the face. Yeah. 
And that's basically what happened. That was rough. Yeah, no, it was great. Uh, and just, it was so surreal how he killed him. Yeah, shrinking him down like Honey I Shrunk the Kid vibes. Yeah. And then I, just pulled in. Yeah, like, I kept uh, I kept expecting him to just shrink down and the gym to fall over on him, <laughs> just crush him. Um, but yeah, no. I, so yeah, it was neat to see. Like it's very much like, and one thing I liked is this story. Like other than the scene with the spider, more or less Conan doesn't really he kills that one lion but the other guy killed like six uh, lions Um, it's like Conan is doesn't you don't really see Conan as the super badass that he is you see hints of it um, but like I mean really like he was almost like an agent of fate more than which he's actually called in the story. Yeah, so it's like really like the other the other thief got him in. Uh, he did defeat the spider, but then after that, it's really just the the elephant guy kind of takes it from there. So it, it's it's kind of neat just to see Conan as like I'm just a small fish doing my thing. But okay, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, normally I really don't like that, and at first I thought that's what I was gonna get, and I was like, mm, that's not really working for me because yeah. like. But up to the point where, it's up to the point where the the last lion showed up and yeah. killed, I was like, okay, so far he's been told to basically told to do a thing because people taunted him. Yeah, he showed up, climbed a wall, like he's not doing anything really because he's deciding he wants to do it. Yeah, and that bothers me. And then he gets there and this other guy's doing all the work, has done all the planning, and this, yeah. he's just along for the ride. I'm like, I really don't like. Um, yeah, but to me, it, to me, it added realism because if you think about like, if <coughs> there are some people like I think some of the more pulpy people that aren't as highly well regarded, they would have written the same story, but instead it would have been, oh well, you know he's he just does all this stuff. He's just so good. Like oh, he kills six lions and then he you know he scales the place and da 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 da. And it would have been not at all like. I say realistic, but you know, it's like there's no, there'd have been no realism to it because I I like the fact that Howard writes him as like, he, he couldn't have done this. No, the way it turned out was fine. It's just at first I thought he was just literally just along for the ride. Yeah. And I was like, I don't like that. Then the lion showed up and he's like, bitch, I'm bad as fuck. I just sidestep and just wreck your shit. And then he go, they go up there and then he's, Doing some other things that he's he the scene with the spider is pretty cool. Spider, yeah, and I was like, it's it's basically showing he's really good at certain things, but yeah. he is very much not prepared to do these other things. Yeah. So this guy, there's a reason that other guy was the the, the thief that everyone, thieves. yeah, the prince yeah. of thieves, and Conan at this point is was just just a new, new yeah, guy, a guy that everyone laughs because he's a Sumerian because no one has they're yeah. like yeah whatever fucker I don't yeah know. I don't know you yeah. I don't know you from Jesus right yeah yeah but no that I was concerned for a minute and then and then he had I like stories where everyone has a purpose for being there yeah if he had just been like there for the ride that would piss me off I yeah. like it when everyone brings something to the table even if it's I mean it doesn't have to be fighting like the guy that helped him I'm, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name Did yeah you ever I can't his remember name? Yeah, you do. I can't remember it now. Yeah, I well, because all they all have weird, they all have pretty weird names. <laughs> None of their names are as easy as Conan, except yeah. for it, the, except for Bellet. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. but it, so anyway, so but he he does a whole bunch of stuff. Like his is all clearly planned, and he references like, dude, I've been working on this plan forever. You just stumbled across yeah. me. But it's clear. The one thing I wanted to know was when the prince. Of thieves guy dies. Mm-hmm. He asked Conan to go do a thing to look for people. Yeah. And Conan was like, "Oh, I know what the deal is here." Yeah. And then he went. Was he just thinking that he was trying to get in the room to grab it and get out by himself, I, or was I, he trying to? I think Conan. I think Conan thought that the guy was going to try and shove him off the side of the tower. Mm-hmm. So Conan, because I think it makes a reference. So, like a subtle reference to that, but so Conan is like watching his back because well, he's see, expecting to get because he said he expected something, yeah, but they didn't say what he expected. Well, I, I, I think like, ah. he was expecting to get shoved off the tower that this guy was going to betray him, but the guy did, but not in the way that Conan was expecting because that guy then just shuts the door 
Right, and I and was like, okay, in. maybe that's what he and was I, expecting, that he just go in there by himself and get the stuff, but he's still got to come out through him, so... Well, no, because I think the, the plan was to go out the the bottom. But how is he going to go out the bottom? I guess through all the guards, I guess. Maybe, oh, no, because he left the hook. They left the rope. Yeah, so he yeah. was going to come back through. So yeah. I was like, mate, did he yeah. think that he was being hung out to dry and he wasn't? Yeah. Or what? No, no, my read on it was 100%. Conan was expecting to get betrayed, and the guy was trying to. And it but, just went south. That's kind yeah, of where I got not, to. But the I guy was like not actively betraying him and like trying to kill him or something mm-hmm. like that. It was just like, no, okay, you helped me get here. Now I'm going to go grab what I want. What I assumed was he was like, you go do this thing that I think is risky. Yeah. And I'm just going to wait here and let you do that. Yeah. My but thing then he is, left. Like, so I, I, th- like, I think the prince was a fool because, I mean, granted, he doesn't know what Conan's, necessarily what Conan's abilities are. But if I'm going up against a wizard, you know, 300 years Let him go old. first. Yeah. Yeah, like, dis- that's distract- kind of what I thought he was him. doing. Yeah. I thought he was... Well, I think I think the prince thought, well, hey, I'm we're past all the... I think the prince thought that we're past the, you know, the yeah. things protecting... And he thought he was going to be able to get out without having to fight the sorcerer? I think he was thinking he could just get in, grab it, and go. Okay. Uh, that's Maybe. Fair. So, but, yeah. Because once you have the heart, then... I guess you're a wizard Because they now. didn't exactly make it sound like he w- couldn't hold his own. He was big and he was strong. Yeah. And he was surprisingly quick. So I was like, yeah. does he think he can take Conan at the end of this? I don't I don't know. Well, you know, and my, my thinking is what if he just has a way to more, like, he, he probably had a trick up his sleeve. Like, I'm not saying more of that, like, Black Lotus Blossom. Mm-hmm. But maybe something like that. Like, maybe he had a poison... A, maybe at a Gomj bar, you know, he's going to, oh, he's going to, he's going to poke him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was just, I really enjoyed pretty much everything about it once I finished it. But there were a yeah. couple of moments where I was like, uh Oh, this could be going in a, not in a bad way, just in a way where Derek isn't basically, I was so hyped for this. Once I got into it, I was like, Oh, this is exactly what I wanted from Conan. Yeah. And then I got into it. I was like, Oh no, it's going to ruin my perfect idea of what Conan is. And then, it did not. Yeah. It just kept being what, what I wanted. And I was yeah. like, fuck yes. Yeah. So, fun read. Uh, if you haven't read it yet, you've got a very disjointed, spoiler-filled... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, thing. But no, it's it's definitely worth it. It's very atmospheric, very... that not So, it's very atmospheric. Flavorful. Like, very uh, flavorful. You mentioned the purple prose, which, look, man, I love purple prose. If it's done well. Yeah. You know. I mean, and, and if you're doing it in a short story, that's where it is, because you, you don't have enough time to get tired of it. Yeah. Um, I loved the way he wrote. I, I have more to say on this next episode. Yeah, but man, just I, some of the some of the way he said some stuff. God, that's some of the most yeah me style writing. <laughs> I was just like, fuck yes. I like. I really like the way that he does action scenes yeah. because he he gives you a good visual, but then kind of just moves Doesn't. it along. You know, yeah. but here's the thing, and this is what I thought, and I'll probably mention it again yeah. next episode. The fact that Robert Jordan wrote some of these stories makes yeah. so much goddamn sense because <laughs> that's how he does his combat style too. Yeah, is he'll say words and give an impression of the overall thing, but he's yeah. not going to get super specific. Yeah, oh, it's so I'm yeah like that, but like that, this, that, I'm reading those Robert Jordan books. Yeah, it's like the 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 fight with the spider. It's very much he. I mean, it gets he, into he, some he, detail. Well, he described he described the spider and he described some of the, the initial stuff, but then it, it's just kind of and the general idea of like yeah. how they were fighting. Yeah, but but then doesn't really do a, waste your time with oh blow, well blow. he had to lunge mm-hmm. this way and lunge that way. It's more like oh well, he's threading his way through things, you mm-hmm. know. And I I think that I think that works well, especially in this this style of writing. Yeah, so. I was and and also just the style of writing versus what I like about. Robert Jordan is why I was like, oh snap! I really, yeah, really. I've wanted. read, I read one of the Robert Jordan books growing mm-hmm. up. I really? don't remember. Yeah, if I remember, a trilogy, it was, but well, he wrote more than that. I thought. I know he it's called uh, Conan the Gladiator. I think it's mm-hmm. Conan as a gladiator. Like it's oh, it's Let's badass. Fucking go! If I remember correctly, like they flood an arena, and they do like a ship battle against like. Crazy stuff, like yeah. Anyways, was, yeah. but yeah, I'm I'm really really excited yeah. to read more. 
So okay, yeah, yeah, no. I loved it. I, so I, if uh, just let us know, let us know if did you enjoy this? Um, just you know, hit us on social media, shoot us an email. You know, um, let us know. Did you like this story? Um, are we fucking up? Should we? I mean, <laughs> spoiler: you're going to get at least one more month of Conan. But like you know, hey, we're here to we're here to make y'all happy. We're going to read all these stories regardless. Pretty much. Um, that's what I figured out reading this. I was like, yeah. oh, I just want to read all of this now. Yeah, and. I don't know. We may end up doing a. There's a, there's one story that didn't make the cut that is a highly well highly well regarded one. Maybe me and you'll just read it separate. Maybe mm-hmm. do a bonus episode or something like that. Okay. Um, but uh, I, have, I haven't really figured that. But it's called Red Nails. Dun dun dun. Right. Um, but yeah. So I don't know. Just let us know what you think. Uh, you know, let us know what you think about the new format. Uh, how the audio quality is. We're recording in a whole totally new way. Um, and yeah, just let us know your, your thoughts, your impressions, um, and, uh, send, uh, send creative consultant Tanya your, your well wishes. Let her know that she is missed. And, uh, as always, may the blessing of the beard be upon you. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please give us a like, review, or subscribe on the podcatcher of your choice. And you can support us directly at patreon.com slash talesbybob. And as always, feel free to stop by our website, booksbeardsbooze.com. <laughs>